knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What are the main ways to hunt deer and when should you do each? All that and more on this episode. Hey, this is George back with the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. Today, we're going to talk about when and how to hunt deer, and more importantly, maybe when to use each of those strategies. But before we do, I need to let you guys know that the New Hunter's Guide was ranked the number four deer hunting podcast in the world by Feedspot. So that's maybe not necessarily the most prestigious podcast ranking body in the world, but they do rank a lot of podcasts, and we have made it to number four. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate all of your support. That is awesome. But today, we're talking about deer hunting. Now, if you are new to deer hunting, this is for you. If you are an intermediate deer hunter, this is for you. If you are an advanced deer hunter, I still think you will be able to pull some nuggets out of this episode. All right, and this is not going to be a long, super in-depth how to hunt each and every different type and strategy and all that. I've got over a hundred episodes to get into the nitty gritty. This is a more of a big picture episode and something that I think can help you sort of set your strategic framework in your mind. Uh, a lot of people, even experienced deer hunters, they do it one way and they only do it one way. And that's the only way they do it. And it's the only way that's ever worked for them. And they don't even have a framework or a model for other ways to do it. So today, maybe we can broaden that perspective. If, you, if you're sort of set in one direction, maybe we can add some additional tools to your toolbox. Or maybe you are building your first toolbox here and we are filling you up from the get-go. So let's jump right into it. How do you hunt deer? Well, there are two 
main approaches for deer hunting. You have ambush hunting and you have active hunting, often called still hunting, but there's even more to it than that. Ambush hunting and active hunting. Now, ambush hunting, there's multiple different ways to ambush hunt deer. It's not just one. All right, I actually read an entire book one time on ambush hunting and all the different methods and methodologies and approaches and ways to, to do it and build this out. And it was very interesting, but it all still boils down to the same few core principles and strategies. So we're going to talk about ambush hunting first. So the main ways that you ambush hunt are from some sort of concealed location. All right, and that's going to be from a blind, from a tree stand, from brush or cover, or you're in some way concealing yourself to ambush those deer when they come by. All right, now, of course, there's slightly different strategies for if you're going to hunt in a tree or if you're going to hunt in a blind, but the bottom line for all of them is that those are prepared ambushes. All right, you have scouted and you have put up a tree stand or you have set up a blind. And how would you know when to do it and where to do it and how to scout? You would go back and listen to dozens of episodes. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Go to categories, click deer hunting and indulge. All right, so, but you have scouted and you have prepared an ambush point. All right, this is a prepared location. Maybe you prepared it yesterday. Maybe you've been preparing it for the last year. Maybe it's a property that you own and you've been cultivating and planting and you've spent the last five years preparing this spot for this moment. Or maybe you just took a walk on Tuesday and you found some good sign and you decided to set up a quick tree stand. Either way, it's a prepared ambush. You have set that place up. All right. The other main type of ambush is more of a opportune ambush. All right. You did not necessarily spend weeks and months and years preparing for this spot, but you were out hunting or you were out scouting. You found a location that you believe is a fruitful spot and then you hid there. It's impromptu. All right. This is different, though, from active hunting. It's different from still hunting. This is hunting from an ambush point, but it is an impromptu ambush point. All right. The same general principles apply. You're going to sit and wait for deer to walk by you. All right. So you've got these major categories, all right? You have the prepared ambush and you have the impromptu ambush, all right? And then on the other side of the coin, you have the active hunting, all right? And, and of course, people talk about still hunting and I just don't like that term. I, I, I know it's like a traditional term, but it, it really holds no value for me. I use it just because it is the currency of the realm and everybody recognizes it, but I think we need to come up with a new term, and I'm not quite ready to, to just go out and do that right now in this episode, but just for the sake of, you know, not adding more complication to it, we'll call it still hunting, but there's different kinds of still hunting, 
All right. There is still hunting or active hunting where you are going out, walking, moving in search of game. You, you're walking basically gun drawn, all but shouldered, or maybe even walking around shouldered, looking for a deer, and then you're going to try to shoot it. There are other kinds of, of active hunting, though, of, of still hunting, that are slightly different than that. All right, on one hand, you're just walking around looking for the deer. All right, where's that deer going to be? And there's various strategies that go into still hunting. And like I said, that is plenty of other episodes that you can go back and listen to. The other way to do it, other than just walking around looking for a deer, is you are walking around to certain key locations. All right, you're not just meandering aimlessly through the woods or through the plains. You have in time past scouted certain locations, certain spots that are likely to hold deer at the time of day that you are out and about. Maybe they're feeding areas, maybe they're bedding areas, maybe they're travel areas. Whatever the case is, you've done your homework, you've put in the legwork in advance, and you have found these locations. And now what you're going to do is you're going to go out and try to move through the woods as quietly and effortlessly and stealthily as possible, ideally with the wind to your advantage, and try to get up into view of each of these locations. You may, it may be as simple as, you know, cresting a hilltop and then looking out with a view to where the deer usually are and then taking a shot. Or maybe it's something a little bit more nuanced. You're, you're going to move towards a clearing and you're going to sit there with your binoculars for a little while, just, just glassing that entire place from left to right for a while, looking for, trying to see, all right, are those deer here? Oftentimes, you don't see the deer that are right there. That is just so often the case. You so often, you don't see the deer that are right there. You might say, well, George, how is that? How could you not see a deer if there's a deer right there? Guys, it is, it is just the God-given stealth and camouflage of these creatures. I have all different kinds of hunting just been amazed at the game that I have not seen right in front of my face. All right, I have stared at riverbanks from 30 feet away looking for ducks. I mean, just dry, barren, mud, dirt, nothing. There's no life form there. I can clearly see where the water hits the ground. No ducks are there. And then I take five more steps and three ducks fly out of there. And I'm just like, where were they? Were they underwater? What just happened? The same is true for deer. Even though they are very large animals, even though they make some, well, may make some noise when they move, they're very large. They could be right there. And oftentimes the active hunter or the still hunter is ruined because they didn't see the game that was right there, that was right in front of them, that was shootable. And so, so many hunts could have ended with a deer brought home, didn't, because they just didn't see it. Now, the ambush hunter, they have this same issue, but they have a great advantage 
over the active hunter because the deer is going to have to move into their field of view, move into their location, move across their path in order for them to be able to see and shoot a deer. And so they have the huge benefit of deer movement, although deer can still be very stealthy even when moving. And again and again, I have just noticed deer materialize in front of me. But for the ambush hunter, that is a huge advantage. The still hunter must develop powers of observation and pausing, right? Patience, you have to just stop and look and keep looking and look longer. Maybe pull up some binoculars and look. And don't be too quick to move into an area because you just need to stop. There could be deer right there. You're like, well, there's nothing here. I better hurry up and move on to the next location. No, 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 no. There may be deer right here. You don't see them. That doesn't mean they're not there. Well, I don't see. Well, they could be standing right there. You may be able to shoot one right now. Well, I, I'm not seeing that deer. I know. I know you don't see it. So stop and keep looking. Stop and keep staring. Stop and pull up those binoculars. Stop and focus. Wait five minutes. Wait ten minutes. Keep looking. You know, it could be that you got in a position and the deer heard something and they just all froze. All right. They were there, but they froze. And if you wait ten minutes and not make any sound, and not make any movement, and they didn't spot you and spook, they'll then maybe begin to go back to what they were doing, moving slightly, feeding, whatever the case may be, and all of a sudden you'll be like, oh wow, there's a deer right there, okay, right there, oh my goodness, didn't see it for 10 minutes, it was just standing there, didn't even know it was there. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history, designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. And every now and then... Deer's right there, you didn't see it, totally invisible, and it'll make a sound. It'll blow, it'll stomp, it'll try to spook you out to figure you out. And oftentimes that can give that deer away. And it may stand there silent for 10 minutes and then blow. Because it's like, okay, what's going on over there? And But oftentimes when a deer blows, it is not on the run it is confronting, it's challenging, it's testing the danger, or it's trying to warn its friends, but it's not completely sure yet. All right, if the deer was terrified and running, it would just run high, jump high, tail in the air, make all kind of noise as it goes. If it blows, it's standing still, at least for a moment, and you may have the opportunity to get a shot. All right, so 
active hunting. Those are, in my opinion, the two most often types of active hunting. One is just the continuous movement, slowly and quietly through the woods, looking for game. And then the other is looking for strategic locations. All right, so you've got strategic movement and you've got strategic locations. Those are the those are the two ways I'm going to frame it for this conversation. So, on the ambush hunting side, you have the prepared ambush and the impromptu ambush. And then on the active hunting side, you have continuous movement and you have strategic locations. All right, so those are in my opinion well, it's not an opinion. Those are four of the most common ways to hunt deer. All right. There may be other nuances. I'm sure you could, you could split some more hairs here. You could refocus it a little different. You could call it different things. Um, and there certainly are other types of hunting. You know, you could hunt from a boat. That's, that's a whole different deal. Canoe. I'm not going anywhere close to that because tech new hunters don't typically have canoes. All right, that's not the way most new hunters are getting into the game, and that's just not the way most people are hunting, but it can certainly be a viable approach. So, you've got these categories. Now, the big question is when to do them. A lot of people, like I said, they have their one that they do, and that's all that they do. And they may not know the name for it. They may not know what bucket it's in. They may not know anything I just told you, but they know that's what they do. They have their tree stand and they climb their tree stand and they just sit there day and night for weeks until they shoot a deer. Or they still hunt and they walk through the woods and they'll comb the woods day after day until they shoot a deer. They have the one thing that has worked for them in the past that is familiar and comfortable to them that they have found and established decent locations for, or at least, you know, somewhat realistic ex, uh, uh, locations for. And so they're going to focus on that one. And, you know, that's fine. That's not a problem. Do the one thing that works for you if that's what you want to do. But the thing is, it's not always a great time to do that one thing. So when is each good what are the what are the bright times to do each one well the well-rounded hunter is gonna know various approaches for various conditions for various types of land so that no matter what the the situation is if they have the opportunity to hunt they can hunt effectively that's the well-rounded hunter and in my opinion that's what you want to be you don't want to be limited to any one thing. You want to be able to hunt in any conditions and any circumstances that you have opportunity for. I like ambush hunting. I do. I like ambush hunting from a blind. That's maybe my favorite way uh, these past couple years. I've come to even like it more than a tree stand. I still have tree stands. I have several tree stands. But I, ha I like ambush hunting from a blind for archery a little bit more than I like hunting from a tree stand. But there are pros to tree stands. There's things that I like about tree stands. Sometimes I just go sit in a tree stand because I miss some of those things. I miss the being elevated. I miss the field of view. I miss certain things. But there's advantages to being in a blind. 
And it could just be the blinds that I have set up, but man, I just like those spots and those locations and that hunting style. Uh, I've just I've become accustomed to it. I like being able to bring my bag in, have plenty of stuff, go in, sit down in a nice comfy chair. I like being able to move and fidget and whatever, knowing I'm not going to spook anything. I like being able to, you know, check the weather on my phone or check the wind or check my email or whatever I want to do, knowing that nothing's going to be able to see my hands move. Uh, I just, I like a lot of the things about hunting out of a blind. Uh, I just enjoy it. It has become my comfort zone. But I need to still practice and exercise myself in these other areas. Why? Because you got to be well-rounded. You can't depend on any one thing. If you depend on one thing, you are going to be severely challenged. All right, because what if that spot stops producing? What if the deer aren't there this year? What if any number of things, what if the wind just isn't right for that spot? You got to be able to have some versatility in your hunting toolbox. So when's the best place to, to, to do each? Well, the best place for the prepared ambush is usually on private land. You know that place is not going to be overrun and spooked out by hunters. You can invest time and energy into the right spot, the right tree, the right clearing, the right blind. You can set it up well in advance. You can leave it up year-round even. You could build it out of wood, steel, whatever the case may be. You can manage that property to keep the deer safe. You can plant food. You can make travel corridors. You can establish cover. You can stack the deck and you can put the pieces on the board where you want them to be in order to make that a great deer hunting spot. All right, so private land is certainly the best place for the ambush hunt. All right, for the prepared ambush hunt. I should say, especially small properties. You only have two, three, five, twenty acres. The prepared ambush hunt is probably the best option for you, hands down. You just don't have enough ground to do much else. All right, so that is the best time to do the prepared ambush. What's the best time to do the impromptu ambush? Oftentimes on public land are on very large tracts of private land. You're going to get out. You're going to you're, you're basically you may be still hunting looking for sign to set up an ambush on. Right? So say you're going to go out in the middle of the day. You go out around lunchtime, eat your lunch, head into the woods, and you're going to be still hunting around because if I'm in the woods during season, I'm hunting no matter what's going on. All right, and you're looking for sign to set up for an evening ambush. That's probably the best time that you're going to do the impromptu ambush. All right, you're out scouting, you're hunting while you're scouting always, but then you're looking for a spot to set up around. All right, maybe you got a climbing stand on your back. Maybe you just have a cushion to sit on the ground. Whatever the case may be, maybe you're walking around with a blind. Uh, you know, carrying that around. Not recommended, but people do it. Unless the cover is really thick, I don't really recommend walking around with a blind. 
because if deer aren't used to it, it can spook them. But if you got a real thick area, yeah, maybe. Who knows? But you're out looking for sign. Of course, if you see a deer while you're looking, you're going to shoot it. But that's your plan. You got big public land or you got big private land. And you are trying to figure out where are the deer right now. Now, that may be a great thing to do in the rut or the pre-rut. Or just before the pre-rut even. When bugs or your bucks are rubbing and they're scraping. And you're out looking for rubs and scrapes. And you're going to set up right there, right then. As soon as you find an area with a lot of bucks sign. And hope to ambush that deer same day. Or maybe the next day. All right, so that's probably the best time to do the impromptu ambush. What's the best time to do the active, the still hunt where you're continuously moving? Well, I think the best time to do that, again, is probably going to be public land or huge tracts of private land, but it is going to be on windy days. Windy days and ideally, best case scenario, windy day following a lot of rain. So you can walk through the woods quietly because the ground is wet, but it's windy and that wind then is going to, it's, it's going to mask your sound and your movement because trees are swaying, bushes are swaying. You're no longer the only thing moving in the woods. Everything's moving because of the wind and then deer's ears are full of the wind and they can't hear you as well and they can't see you as well. And then you can walk quietly anywhere you want to go. Those are the best days. And and you want to walk ideally into the wind. And so you can cover ground slowly, quickly, whatever. But those kind of days are great days. Now, obviously not like hurricane force winds. Okay, I'm not talking you got to wait until like, you know, it's the back end of a thunderstorm coming up kind of wind. But breezy day with wet ground phenomenal day to still hunt deer to do the continuous movement active strategy and then what is the best time in order to do the active strategic location hunting well that is really a nice kind of hunting that's very versatile and if you have enough locations you know, you could do that as, as much or as little as you want. You could do it all day long. You could do it for two hours a day, every day. Um, that is a really nice way to hunt. That's usually going to be public land, but it can also be private land. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. It can be even medium-sized private land, all right? You just need a couple spots 
that you can sneak up into and get to a vantage point undetected by deer and then look and, and see if you can spot something. So those can be really nice strategies. Now, something you want to keep in mind, you never want to walk into or through those locations. All right? You don't want to leave your scent. You don't want to spook deer out of the areas that you're trying to catch them unaware. And so I think the best time to do that is if the wind is in your favor, right? If it's blowing your scent right into the area you're trying to glass, that doesn't help you. So if the wind is in your favor and you feel like walking, I mean, those are, those are pretty much the best time. Manage the wind. You want to try to be quiet as best as you can, but you're trying to get into vantage points that you've selected where you're using terrain to block your sound, to block your, you from view, and then you creep into view of that area trying to catch deer there. Now, of course, this works a lot better for rifles than it does for a bow because it's real hard to get within archery range of a deer while you're on foot. Not impossible, but hard. And so, um, you know, you, if you, you can see 100 yards, 200 yards through, through an area or to, from a vantage point or into a clearing or into travel lanes and you sit there, that can be a fun way to do it. Now, downsides, there always are to each one of these strategies, right? If you are doing the strategic location, active hunting setup, you know, downsides are you can only cover so much ground. You can only get to so many spots. And the more you do this, the more pressure you're putting on the land and the more deer are going to learn to pattern you. But if you have enough land to hunt or if you have enough locations you can go to, public or private, you can do this and have a lot of fun doing it. Um, and, and, and you got that going on. In terms of still hunting, you know, the exact same issue, spook deer, pushing deer out. Um, ironically, this type of hunting works really good during deer season when everybody else is out on public land pushing deer around. However, it's the least safe to do under those situations when you got the orange army walking around, which is why people need to wear orange if you got lots of people in the same area trying to do this. Um, but, you know, downsides there are if, if it's dry, oh, can it be hard to walk through the woods and get within shooting range of a deer, especially because most deer are shot at close range. Um, that's, that just tends to be the way it is. So you're trying to get relatively close to deer. Hard to do, uh, takes time, takes focus, takes patience. People say, well, you're walking. How's it take patience? Because you got to be quiet. Now, everybody's quiet for the first bit. Then the further you go, the more careless and frustrated you get, the louder you become. In terms of ambush hunting, you know, you've got the, um, of course, I'm going in reverse order here. You have the impromptu ambush. Well, the, the downside, the weak side there is you don't know if the deer are active in that area the time of day that you're there. And you're not necessarily sure which way they're going to come from in order to, to, you know, to calculate for the wind. So if you come in at noon and you find a hot spot and you hunker down, well, that could be a morning spot, but you're hunting it for the evening. You just don't know. You don't know when those deer are there and you, you've got limited time to be there because you can only be there from the time that you get there forward or the time you discover it forward. Then you've got the, uh, the prepared ambush. Downside there can just be boredom. 
you're just tired. You can just be tired of sitting there. You get tired of sitting, you know. Anybody can sit for a couple hours, but what about half a day? What about a whole day? What about a few days in a row? That's a lot. You just get tired. You get sick of it. You don't want to sit anymore. You want to do something. You want something exciting to happen. Well, guys, the lesson that I have for you there, and this is maybe the best way to, to tie this thing up, is that oftentimes, whatever you pick to do, you will sit there after a while if you don't have quick success and say to yourself, man, I wonder if I would have done the other thing if I would have done better. Or you sit there and you wonder, it's like, man, I hate sitting here. I wish I was walking. But if you're out walking, you say, man, I hate walking. I wish I was sitting. And so you're always drawn to the opposite activity. Uh, I, I find this to be the case all the time. You know, should I just sit here and I'm getting bored and I'm tired and my rear end hurts? Or should I be up and walking? Well, scouting ultimately should answer that. But I think the bigger answer is do a combination. Do a mix. Don't just do the same thing all the time, every time, especially if it's wearing you out and it's not working. All right, you want options, you want versatility, you want to be able to have fun when you're hunting. You know, if you've done a few ambush hunts in a row and, and, and hasn't worked out for you and you're bored and you want to get up and move, well, hey, do some, some active hunting, do some still hunting, you know, get out there, do whatever, um, you know, pulls on you and is fun for you. But the thing that I do want to, to keep in mind and, and make you aware of is it's not usually a great idea to transition mid-hunt, all right? So you're sitting there hunting, you're hunting, it's a still hunt, you know, or uh, I hate these terms, right? It's not a still hunt, but you're ambush hunting, you're in a blind, you're in a tree, you've been there all day, you're like, ah, oh, getting close to dark, should I just get up and go walk around and look for deer? No! No, you shouldn't, because this is the best time of day to see deer is right before dark. Every minute that passes is the better minute of the day. And right until the moment that the last minute of legal shooting light is there, that's your best chance probably to see and shoot a deer. Don't compromise a good spot for being anxious and wondering if another one or another approach would be better or more fun. All right, don't blow up your hunt because you're wondering if another one might be better. Make a choice, be strategic, stay the course. Now, if you're going to hunt the morning, sitting, and then you want to get up and walk, take a break, and then come back later, well, you know, that's a different strategy because the morning hunt and the evening hunt are two different hunts, right? You can do one or the other or both. Um, and if you want to do something else in between, great. But don't get up and walk through the area that you're hunting around noon and leave your scent and disturb the area and possibly be seen by the deer that you wish would walk right in front of you later and then you spook them out and didn't even know you did it. Don't do stuff like that. If you're going to walk and move and still hunt or whatever, great. But don't do it to blow up the area that you're ambush hunting. You know, retreat, pull out, go somewhere else and do that, and then you can come back there later without disturbing the areas as much. And so, you know, scouting ultimately will help you know the best place and the best times and the best everything and where's good to invest your time and energy. And scouting can give you the confidence to stay the course. 
you know, if I've, I've hunted a place from dawn until 3 p.m., but I know from my trail cams and my binoculars that every day right before dark, there's often some deer in that spot. That gives me the confidence to stick to that spot through those last few painful hours because I know that my odds are as good or better here than they are anywhere else. I've got sign. I know the deer are usually here. They may not be here tonight, but they are often here, and my chances are good if I just stay put and stay the course. But if you don't have that scouting, if you don't know that that's the case, well, then you don't have the staying power. You don't have the, the fortitude to stick it out even when nothing seems to be happening. And then you may miss your moment or even worse, spook the deer climbing out of that place that was coming right in in front of you because you just don't have the confidence to stay there because you just don't know, which is why scouting matters so much. So guys, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out all the other episodes on deer hunting. I'd ask you to please consider supporting the channel on Patreon Every single Patreon supporter really helps, makes a difference, helps the channel keep going, helps the YouTube channel keep going. Really appreciate you guys. God bless you, and go get them in the woods.